SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in. Hour number two of the early line here on a Tuesday morning on the Sports Grid Network Series XM Channel 159. Keeping it soccer here. Got a big World Cup game that's going to be on today. Let's lean on our good friends at the Sporting News here with Simon Borg to give us a preview of the World Cup. Are France and Argentina on collision course with only four matches left to play at the FIFA World Cup? It'd be a fantastic final, but be careful about expecting the expected. I'm Simon Borg of the Sporting News with your World Cup update. We have our final four, and of course, the two teams that were among the pre-tournament favorites, France and Argentina, are deemed the most likely to win the World Cup. France topped the list at a little bit better than even money to repeat as champs, and they definitely look the part. But if you're asking me who else after France has played the best in this tournament, then I'd argue it's actually the team with the longest odds to win it all. That's Morocco at 10 to 1 odds in some places. They were 250 to 1 pre-tournament, and they happened to play France in the semis. Morocco have been rock solid across all their five matches, and their style is suited for tournament play. If they can somehow get by France, obviously a big if, given France's firepower, then Morocco would absolutely be a live dog in the final. Let's be clear, Morocco in the World Cup final is a crazy phrase to be coming out of anyone's mouth, but they're playing as a real team, their fans take over the stadium, and their games are going to be tight. All that makes 10 to 1 really attractive if you can get it. So if you're still keen on playing futures when we're in the semis, then those two are the best future plays for me. So if you're so inclined, a stake on France, a smaller stake on Morocco, and you watch this thing play out. Since France are going to be the favorite in an eventual final, that future number might be about as good as it's going to get if you like France. And then if Morocco somehow makes it to the final, well, then you're sitting pretty. As for Argentina and Croatia, they meet in the other semifinal, and their odds to win are better than Morocco's but their semifinal is going to be a real toss-up. Then, looking ahead to a final, we know either Argentina or Croatia would be the underdog against France, so you should be able to get both at plus money at that point. If the final is Argentina or Croatia against Morocco, then it's obvious you'd rather be going into that game with a Morocco 10-to-1 future ticket in your pocket. So France, the obvious favorite, Lionel Messi's Argentina, the feel-good story, and Croatian-Morocco, the long shots. It should be a fun final week. Fantastic stuff there from Simon Borg. They're previewing the World Cup action. It's going to be taking place one game today, Joe Neary, one game tomorrow. And if we're breaking it down here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Argentina to qualify for the next round, which means if they do it in regulation, extra time, penalty shots, as long as they advance, you can cash in a ticket. That's minus 270 to a plus 215 for Croatia. And then if we're taking a look here at the futures market here, Joe Ranieri, on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win it, France at a plus 115 price, Argentina plus 160, Croatia 750, and Morocco 11 to 1. How about that? Some big tickets still left out there in the final four. Well, and there's obviously some hedging opportunities here with uh, with both Croatia and uh, Morocco. If you jump in on them now, you know, seven, eight to one, ten to one. And uh, if either of those two teams is able to uh, to advance here, well, then uh, it really doesn't make a difference who wins it, does it, Donnie? We're going to make some money, aren't we? 
No, certainly about that. And also, sometimes you like the, the big atmosphere of these games. Obviously, coming down to it, you have a game today, game tomorrow, then the championship is going to be on Sunday, I believe, at 10 a.m. Eastern. And, of course, to win the World Cup is a big deal. But maybe no bigger deal here for us, Joe Ranieri, than if Argentina wins it and Lionel Messi finally gets that World Cup here that he is so coveted at this point. Let's welcome in the radio audience. This is Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Network. Talking some sports here on the early line. Joe Ranieri and Donnie Wrightside. World Cup action here. But the legacy that Lionel Messi can create there in Argentina would be massive. It seems like outside of all the money, all the fame, all the riches, all the success, this would be the crowning achievement of his career. Yeah, not, and listen, what a great, great story for one of the greatest of all time, right? That would be in his final swan song here to be like, all right, let's go. World Cup champion. Uh, he finally uh, did it. That's been hard for a lot of the other uh, big-name guys uh, to, uh, it's kind of eluded them. So it would certainly be very uh, fitting way to end uh, that story there with Messi and Argentina. But, hey, a lot of soccer left uh, still to play here at some pretty decent prices even still now. No, there still is. And also, you know what's interesting about this, too? Because, again, we're down to the final four. As we said, one game today and one game tomorrow. Yep. When you take a look at the France game, right? A minus 440 price for France to advance past Morocco, who if you pick Morocco, will be a plus 320. Again, as we talked about, it's different than, let's just say, the group stage where you can say, okay, if we'd have played bad in this game, we have two more games to make it up, or we only have to lose by two goals in this game to advance. This is a knockout stage. Like, there is no tomorrow yep. here. You see Morocco get a goal early – and you start to make France, you know, sort of shudder a little bit. Or also, we've seen it in the past, too. Red cards are a big issue. You could play a half of this game if you're France down a man here. When you're taking a look at long shots here with some of these big tickets, it seems a little bit mm -hmm. easier now where you say, just give me one. One own goal. One bad deflection. One VAR penalty called in the box. And you could cash a big-time ticket with Morocco here. You absolutely can. And if nothing else, I mean, let's be realistic. If one of these two long shots ends up making it through, you're going to have an opportunity here. But I always love teams at this point, Donnie, that have nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. They're playing with house money. Yep. Morocco and Croatia shouldn't be here, right? So you want to talk about loose. What do these guys have to lose at this point? Absolutely nothing. And by the way, when the World Cup comes to North America in 2022, keep the same time. I love this, man. 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, afternoon action. Fantastic stuff. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back out of here now hour number two of the early line, Series XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Network, Rise and Shine. It's Joe Ranieri and Donnie Wrights out here. It's time to talk some awards in the NFL. Not a lot of time left in the regular season, but a lot of big games and shining spots for some of these players. Now, if we take a look at the markets right now, you probably would think to yourself, well, Patrick Mahomes is probably the leader in the clubhouse. Who's next? Not so fast. At the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, Joe Ranieri, how about this? 
Jalen Hurts is a minus 150 price currently to win the NFL regular season MVP. Patrick Mahomes comes in at a two to one price and Joe Burrow at a plus 750. Now, if we set the table here, it's been pretty much Patrick Mahomes for the past couple weeks, but you can't turn your eyes off on what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing. 12 and one on the season in every game. Jalen Hurts is easy, easily throwing two to three touchdown passes or rushing for a touchdown or rushing for 100 yards or throwing for 350 yards. He's been absolutely sensational. So before we get into the crux of the arguments between some of these players, do you agree that right now Jalen Hurts should be a minus 150 favorite at the FanDuel Sportsbook? Well, listen, I think Jalen Hurts with, what, four weeks left here, Donnie, in the season? I don't know. He's in the driver's seat, period. The schedule favors him. Yeah. The opportunity to, I mean, we're talking, what, three games in a row now of 30 or more points, 35 or more points? I mean, they are racking it up, and he's a big reason why. And I don't see them slowing down any uh, in these final four weeks. So, to me... It's his to lose right now. Is that kind of crazy to think? But it, to me, I really do think at this point already here, what are they, 12 and 1? Um, I don't, it's his to lose. And if we don't, if we think that all of a sudden he's going to get overtaken by, you know, Mahomes looked like hot, tri- he hasn't had a game as bad as Mahomes had last game um, all year yeah. long. So I do think that it's his to lose. Um, and I just don't see somebody like Burrow. Or even, um, you know, Josh Allen. I don't see these guys having big enough finishes here to be able to overtake them. But it is a popularity contest after all. Like, I take a look at Mahomes here, Joe, at that 2-1 to price. And I do still think there is value because the average Patrick Mahomes, you figure, going in. It's almost like Luka Doncic in the NBA. What did Mahomes do? 323 touchdowns, no interceptions, and they won. Yeah, it's about what we expect here. So the comfortability here for Mahomes down the stretch, because I do think, Joe, that they run the table talking about the Chiefs. But it feels like to me, mm-hmm. like anytime you ask, like, hey, I want to be on the field to settle it. It feels like to me. This weekend against the Chicago Bears, it's going to be cold in the Windy City, but the Eagles are built for that. They can run the ball, but he'd still put up stats against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. But doesn't it feel like, Joe, Christmas Eve, 4.30 kickoff, Eagles and the Cowboys, if the Eagles just mm-hmm. win that football game, he is going to win the MVP. But I have a feeling like his whole season, which might not be fair, a referendum is going to come down to just that game alone. Huh? Jalen Hurts went through for 189 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Eagles lost 24-23 to the Cowboys. He's not my MVP. But flip it around to 24-23 Eagles as they head off into the playoffs as the number one overall seed. Yes, that's my MVP. Do you think that's fair that maybe – that this award comes down to one football game on Christmas Eve? It's a it's the quintessential what have you done for me lately yeah. business yep. here with these rewards, right? So you're only as good as your last performance. I mean, Tua before he lost to the Chargers in here was 13 to 1. Now he's like 60 to 1. So like what so just one game like that, one off game and see you later and and that's Unfortunately, like you said, that's the reality. It really doesn't matter what you did 13 games prior to this, does it? It only matters what you do here and now, and there's no room. Recency bias is going to come into play here, Donnie. Uh, what's the last thing I remember about you know Jalen Hurts, about uh, Josh Allen, about you know go down the list, Mahomes. If it happens to be that you threw two picks and your team barely won because you know just in spite of you. 
yeah, you're going to have an issue. Uh, and especially any sort of game where, and, and here's the other one. Suppose he doesn't play the last game, Donnie. What happens? Is that hurt against him, or does that? I, it shouldn't, right? It shouldn't matter one way or the other. No, it, it shouldn't at that point. But also, you do bring up a good point because let's just say the Eagles take care of business against Chicago, right. then they take care of business against the Dallas Cowboys. They would have clinched at that point the number one overall seed. So there's no need to play against. Let's just say, I mean, he'll play nope. against the Saints and the Giants. But if you're starting to rest random guys here, and then you know the Kansas City Chiefs, they're in a dogfight here to stay in that top spot or try to get the top spot. That's they're going to play all the way through. Now, my question also is, let's just go a little bit outside the box here. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, we'll take them away from the equation, minus 150 plus 200. Joe Burrow sits there plus 750. Now, maybe a late starter into this game, but also, I always talk about, Joe, the extra credit that you can get as a football player. Four losses mm -hmm. here for the Bengals. There's a legitimate chance that they can overtake the Ravens here to win the division. If the Buffalo Bills stumble down the stretch, which also includes a game against the Buffalo Bills, where they can possibly take down that number one overall seed, maybe he would be a player. Because, of course, in the NFL, whether we like it or not, injuries are a massive part of this equation. And if one of those guys goes yep. down, Joe Burrow at a plus 750 ticket, he'll be right there to scoop up that value. He's the other. Uh, he's the uh, he's the unknown, right? So he would be the uh, the wild card. And I also think that the voters were looking for a reason to give Josh Allen all the credit in the world. Uh, so that that schedule down. If Buffalo ends up getting the number one seed, right, runs the table. Yep. Um, they got Dolphins, Bears, Bengals, Patriots, right. So you know, you talked about the Cowboys and Philadelphia. Well, what about the Bengals and Bills? Uh, that all of a sudden you've got those two guys. Who is it that ends up coming out on top of this game? I think Josh Allen is very much alive in this conversation simply because. He was one of the big favorites to begin with this year, and he certainly is a fan and media favorite. They're looking for a reason to give Josh Allen this award, and if he clears the table here and uh, runs right through it, I, I don't know how you beat him, no matter what you do if you are Jalen Hurts. The naming of these awards always gives me mm -hmm. a little bit of a chuckle here, Joe. And here's what we're going to get into next. The NFL Offensive Player of the Year. We just talked about Oof. the MVPs, meaning the best player in football would be A, Jalen Hurts, who's a favorite to win that award, and B, Patrick Mahomes, who's at a two-to-one price. They both play offense. We switch over to the NFL Offensive Player of the Year, the favorite in the clubhouse, yep. Justin Jefferson, followed by Tyreek Hill, Jalen Hurts third, and Mahomes fourth. So the best yep. player in the league plays offense, but he can't be the best offensive player, which always has me intrigued here. But Justin Jefferson, plus 150, he's been absolutely sensational since crashing the NFL party. And Tyreek Hill, who was on a pace to get 2,000 yards as a wide receiver, so there's a lot of big football games heading down the stretch. It looks like they want to give this award to a non-quarterback, and rightfully so. Who do you think has yep. the advantage between Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill right now? Yeah, uh, it's tough uh, right now. I, I mean, I can if we use just the last game as a um, as a benchmark here, Donnie. I mean, Justin Jefferson went two hundred twenty some odd yards. Um, Tyreek Hills again over what 10, uh, 10 catches there. I mean, he was targeted all the time. You know, a guy scoops and scores a fumble. Tyreek Hill yeah. does and goes sixty yards. Amazing. So these two guys, it's going to be a, it's going to be an absolute uh, battle, I think, down the uh, down the stretch with those two guys because 
both Minnesota and Miami, certainly Miami, they need to rack up some wins here. You can't do that if Tyreek Hill goes MIA. So, and I don't mean in Miami because he's in Miami, but I'm telling (laughs) you, if he doesn't perform to the level that they need him to perform at, um, you can you can wipe them off the uh, wipe them off the list there, Donnie. They're not going to get it done. Yeah, certainly unfair there. And speed kills, as we mm-hmm. like to say. When he picked up that fumble and rounded and took oh. three steps, all you said to yourself, if you were a backer of the Chargers, like oh, this is this isn't even fit. Like there's got to be a penalty. This can't be a fair play here. As he just torched it down the right sideline yep. here. Quick update here on the defensive markets here. Michael Parsons a minus two fifty favorite. Nick Bosa plus one sixty. That'll probably come down to who leads the league in sacks by the mm-hmm. end of the season. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, right back at it here on the early line. Segment to segment we go. This segment, we're going to talk some NBA action and also squeeze in a Memphis-Alabama college basketball game. That should be a good one tonight. Mm -hmm. But we do have a five-pack on deck. But, Joe, before we get there, see, we're live in the morning. The early bird always gets to eat here. And why do I say that? Because the NBA is always releasing information, hot off the presses, getting them ready for 9 a.m. Eastern. Sham Sharani here on Twitter. Guess what, Joe Ranieri? We have names Mm. of the awards now that are official. And I'm going to go over these with you here. The MVP award, which is fantastic. The Michael Jordan Trophy, which now, West Coast time, is where's LeBron at here? I guess he's probably, okay, they're going to play the Celtics later on out West. Probably still getting his Mm -hmm. booty sleep right now. When he wakes up and sees the MVP award is named after Michael Jordan what are his thoughts, and what are your thoughts on Jordan getting that name of the trophy? Well, I'm. it's interesting because I think if you ask Jordan what he thinks, yeah. his answer is going to be like, uh, my name should be uh, the new name of the league. It should be the uh, the Michael Jordan NBA is probably what he would say here. And uh, LeBron would be right around uh, the same, I think, uh, ego-wise. They would both want more than just the MVP award named after them here. Uh, and listen, there's a case that can be made for both. Now, as crazy as that is, obviously, LeBron is still playing here. But I... I just don't know that it, this is something anybody asked for. It's just the NBA, their ability to try to squeeze out every last bit of juice they can from the players in the past to remain relevant. But I, how many guys, Donnie, do you think are throwing the ball on the court here for the rest of this season in hopes of getting that Michael Jordan award? Uh, like that's uh, these guys that are be winning it right now. I don't even think we're born when he was actually the MVP of uh, of the NBA. I get a kick. There's mm. a couple that I question here. Number first one is like rookie of the year, right? It's like, okay, do we actually need a name on that one? Because there's a rookie of the year every year. Maybe some distinguish themselves right. outside of others. When I think rookie of the year, I don't think Wilt Chamberlain, who's that award named after, that's, just, that's not the first guy popping into my head as a rookie of the year. That's not the remotely close. Like I would maybe uh, rebounding po- a points leader, like I, you know, championship trophy. Will ch- I could see something along those lines, but rookie of the year, I don't, uh, I don't get. Although I, you know, I'm assuming he must have 
set the world on fire when he was a rookie in the NBA. Probably has records to this day uh, that can't be broken both on and off the court. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, hey, rookie of the year, welcome uh, welcome in Will Chamberlain. Another award, I'm sure, if he was still with us, would be like, oh, I don't know that that's how I perceived myself. Exactly. And another one here, too. The most improved player. So you go, okay, that could be an interesting one. I wonder who they're going to put there. The George Mikan Award. Is that who you think? Like, oh, oh man, George would have loved that guy out there improving his game oh, up and down the court. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no offense. I mean, basically, we're saying you sucked uh, for a long stretch and then you became good again. So congratulations on your award. Like, I think I just, again, nobody needs this. Nobody. Like, nobody needs any of these names. <laughs> like, why not just name it, like, after the guy? Like, you have it for one year. Like, that's what you yeah, got. Like, the MVP this year, let's just say, is going to be Luka Doncic. Like, the Luka Doncic trophy. You hand it off the next year, it goes to the next guy, and his name is on there. It's kind of funny. We'll see how that long it lasts. But you're right. The, the PR arm is like, how can we get people to talk about the NBA? Congratulations. Yes. You just did it. Jack covered it here on the early line. Yeah. Let's get to some yes. games that matter tonight and not awards that we're going to be talking about over the next six months. How about this one? Kings and the Sixers tonight. This time we saw the Sixers here, Joel Embiid was dropping 50-plus points for the second time on the season. Kings come into this game 14-11 mm-hmm. on the season. The Sixers 14-12. Sabonis here, 17-11-6 for the Kings. And Joel Embiid, obviously, I mean, MVP numbers he's putting up right now, 33-10-5. If we take a look and set mm-hmm. this game up, how about this one? The Sixers, a five-point favorite, a total listed at 230 and a half. And it's always important checking the estimated starting lineups tonight. Fox, Herter, Barnes, Marion Sabonis for the Kings. And for the Philadelphia 76ers, Harden, Melton, Harris, Tucker, and Embiid. Maxi on the mend, but not ready to go just yet. So they're the starting fives here. Any thoughts tonight on the Kings and the Sixers from the city of brotherly love? Well, I think De'Aaron Fox is the big name that you uh, mentioned there because they have missed him over the last uh, couple yeah. of games, and that was not a great offensive uh, performance there on Sunday against the Knicks. What, 10 of 39 from three-point range? So you can tell that they go as he goes. He's a big part of what they've got going on in Sacramento. He's in that lineup here tonight, going to keep things real interesting uh, against this Sixers team that fig- has figured some things out, starting to get it rolling here. And anytime you got the big man dropping a 50 burger, uh, got a little, uh, you know, got a reprieve there in the mm-hmm. middle. And uh, what's he going to follow that up with? It probably ain't going to be a 12 point performance. So uh, this should be a good game here tonight. Yeah, up and down the court we go, hoping for some points yep. here. How about this one? Warriors-Bucks, maybe a preview of the NBA Finals, if the Warriors ever get their act together 14-3. and three. But something has to give, whether it's the Warriors 2-11 and 11 mark on the road this year mm. versus the Bucks, who are 12-3 and three at home. Superstars all the way around. Steph Curry averaging 30 a game. Giannis averaging 31 a game. Setting the table for this one, FanDuel Sportsbook opened this line at minus 3.5 to the home team, the Milwaukee Bucks. That now sits at a minus minus four price and a 227 and a half opening number joe now up to 231 and a half looks like everybody's back mm. tonight anticipated starting lineups curry pool thompson green and looney and then here for the home team bucks holiday allen middleton antonacupo and lopez stars are shining bright tonight in milwaukee what gives tonight joe yeah, I mean, it's funny because he uh, he left that game, Middleton, with a uh, sprain. I believe it was an ankle uh, sprain there in the game. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you wake up this morning and here he is 
uh, all of a sudden now, uh, you know, you're thinking, did they lose Middleton and lose the game against Houston? Did, like, did that really happen? But he's listed as probable, which is great. Still no Wiggins, though, for uh, the Golden State uh, Warriors. Sure. I believe this is his fourth or fifth game uh, in which he's not going to be in there. But they managed to figure some things out lineup-wise here, and they've got it rolling. I, I think this should be a fantastic game, but these are two teams capable of playing some defense if they want to. I think it's going to be interesting that this line continues to go up. What, 231 and a half? Um, yeah. Going to be interesting to see if uh, if these guys decide they want to clamp down a little bit here, see how this goes. I don't know. You want to get into a real track meet here, Milwaukee? I, I don't know that you want to do that. Yeah, Suns Rockets up next here from the great state of Texas. The Suns, how about this? Mm. Losers of four straight games now sit at 16 and 11 on the season. The Rockets 8 and 18 overall, but have played decent basketball on their home court, Joe, 5 and 5 over those 10 games. DeAndre Ayton has topped over 20 points the last two games. He's averaging 18 on the season. Porter Jr., 18.7. If we take a look at the lines for this one, opened up as a six-point favorite here for the road team, the Phoenix Suns, currently still sits at a minus six-point favorite. The overall under, however, dropping. This one opened up at a 226, now down to a 222 and a half. Take a look at the anticipated starting lineups tonight. Paul Bridges, Craig, Sarich, and Aiton here for the Phoenix Suns. Obviously, a big name missing in that lineup there. Porter, Green, Gordon, Smith, and Shen Goon here for the Rockets. Yeah, um, boy, they got some. It's interesting, too. They got some speed on this Milwaukee, uh, this uh, Houston team, don't they? I mean, Jalen Green, mm-hmm. Kevin Porter Jr., Jabari Smith, uh, KJ Martin, they can run up and down the court with anybody. They may not always know where the ball's going, but they can run up and down the court and uh, and chuck some points in there. They're really good at getting some rebounds um, and second chance points. The problem is, we know what's going to happen here with Phoenix. They are going to slow this game down to a crawl. They are not going to let Houston dictate pace and get up and down on them. So uh, this is a big spot for Phoenix here. What, four in a row now? They don't want this to be uh, number five. So I don't think getting into a track meet with Houston uh, behooves them at all. So I would anticipate a little lower scoring game here and one in which Phoenix just chokes them out here uh, down the stretch. Yeah, no Booker tonight here in that game. We'll see how that plays out. Still, Phoenix has that, you know, spread above a five. Pelicans yeah. and the Jazz, the 18-8 and eight Pelicans playing good basketball here. Zion mm. Williamson, if he can stay healthy, if. Averaging 25 points and seven rebounds per game. Marketing, how about this? 22-8-3 and three for the Jazz. The Jazz, 15-14, and 9-5 at home. Setting the table for this one. Slight favorite, minus one and a half. A total, though, 234-and-a-half tonight. Pelicans and the Jazz looking for the Pels to overcome the Jazz here on the road. What look? What looks we got? Well, the Jazz. What they've lost eight of their last eleven. But if it's not injuries, it's illnesses. Marketing Conley, Jordan Clarkson, I believe it was Colin Sexton, all uh, hurt or missing uh, for some reason there against that game against the Nuggets here. And you got the Pelicans who've rattled off what seven straight. Um, they are quietly now at the top of the uh, Western Conference, uh, and it's amazing nobody's talking about it. But you know, have they had Brandon Ingram and Zion? Have they had their full complement of guys all healthy at the same time? No, this is a very dangerous New Orleans Pelicans team that nobody we can continue to talk about Golden State and and Dallas and. Di- But quietly now, the Pelicans, yeah, um, can't wait. If they can stay healthy, 
this should be an interesting uh, stretch here. And again, the official, unofficial start of the season is Christmas, Donnie. We all know that. Uh, who's going to have the best record when it's all said and done? Could very well be the New Orleans Pelicans in the West. Yeah, we'll find out Celtics-Lakers tonight live in L.A. The Boston Celtics got smoked Oof. in L.A. yesterday by 20 points. Now they're going to be a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Lakers, who just finished up on a road trip three-and-three three overall. This total also wow. nice and juicy, 234-and-a-half. So we'll see what happens tonight between the Celtics and the Lakers. we got to get back to talking mm. a little bit of NFL and the quarterback carousel. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right back at it here on the early line. The quarterback carousel. Who has a ticket? Who gets on? Who gets off? A lot of intriguing questions coming up this weekend. And we're going to start here. Thursday night football. That's Purdy and the 49ers on the road to take on Seattle. Now, the reason I bring this up is we've liked what we saw out of Brock Purdy so far. Comes in in relief against the Miami Dolphins, plays well, throws, I think, 37 passes in that game. Much more measured in the previous game, but ultra efficient as they destruction, terror, and mayhem that the 49ers put on those Buccaneers was apparent. But now, quick turnaround. First road start. An oblique injury here for Purdy as it goes on the road in a key divisional matchup against the Seahawks. If we look at this game, minus three and a half, San Francisco is favored. Are we worried here about this first road game here for Purdy versus the Seahawks? I'm not worried so much about Brock Purdy being able to uh, keep the 49ers, you know, uh, competitive and relevant and not lose games, which is what is a hallmark with Shanahan here, right? Um, I'd be much more uh, worried about the defense of Seattle and exactly who are they going to stop rushing the ball here, uh, Donnie? That's that's the problem that I have uh, with this spot. I think Brock Purdy is just going, and Shanahan's done this long enough, Purdy is not going to be asked to have to do anything extraordinary he's just just followed a game plan deliver the ball get the right read he'll simplify it and everybody else will do their job namely christian mccaffrey obviously brandon Ayuk, george kittle go down a list it's not like they have shortage of weapons plus that defense so i think bernie he'll be just fine sticking to the plan uh not if he's got to of course improvise then i would worry a little bit but i think purdy's going to be just fine right system at the right time that's exactly what purdy is in yeah that 49ers defense is nasty so if there's anybody you want to go on the road with for san francisco like hey let me bring my defense along to sort of keep it down on that seattle seahawks offensive side of the ball we'll find out how purdy is how healthy he is come thursday night and speaking of third string quarterbacks How about the Baltimore Ravens? Lamar Jackson, he's not Mm. even expected back to at least Christmas Eve. You take a look at their backup quarterback, gets a concussion, and now we say, well, who the heck is actually going to be in place of the Baltimore Ravens, a steward of the final few games of the season, which, granted, they're still in first place in their division. Anthony Brown, is he going to get the start? Mm. And maybe that's the reason why the Cleveland Browns are favored over the Baltimore Ravens. 
Yeah, I, I listened. Um, again, I thought there was plenty of value on Baltimore last week uh, with Lamar going mm-hmm. down and, and Huntley being there. And then they get Dobbins back. So now they got Dobbins in the backfield. They got Edwards. I don't think it matters. Uh, the reality of this situation is they're going to win or they're going to lose with their ability to run the ball. That defense of Baltimore is crazy. Uh, Harbaugh's been down this road before with this uh, team here. Hold down the fort until we can get Lamar back. But they have enough running on that team uh, to keep the Sean Watson. Maybe that's maybe that's the point. Maybe they should let the Sean Watson spend some time in that field so he can actually give Baltimore more opportunities to score because that's about the best thing that he does right now is uh, is get out there, go three and out, and punt the ball away to the other team. That's uh, $200 million uh, of your money, Cleveland, at work right there. I, they are going to have to run the ball, and if they have success running the ball, Cleveland's in trouble in this game. They're going to shorten it. Uh, you want to keep giving me points with a Ravens team that can run in the month of December? I'm going to back that Ravens team. Yeah, we actually have three games on Saturday here. With We do have, I don't want to say quarterback question marks, but quarterback clarity coming into play because if you look at Jeff Saturday and the Colts, he actually says, mm-hmm. no. Matt Ryan's going to be my starter. Nick Foles listed as the backup. Sam Ellinger, who was starting games just a few short weeks ago, is the third-string quarterback. So not really a game to keep an eye on here because obviously the Indianapolis Colts aren't really going to play in too much of a factor down the stretch. But the night game is on Saturday from freezing cold Orchard Park just outside of the city of Buffalo to attack of Iloa and Josh Allen. The question here isn't if these two starters are entrenched as starters. Obviously, we know they are. But my question to you mm. is, are we going to see a little bit of an issue with Tua Tagovailoa going up in that freezing cold conditions where he hasn't played well in the past? And also, what are you expecting out of Tua? Because coming out of that game against the Chargers, A, in a dome environment against a banged-up defense, you're not going to get that against the Buffalo Bills in cold, swirling winds of Buffalo. Yeah, um, if you guys have been watching, there are clearly some issues here on the offensive side of the ball for uh, Miami. I mean, this is now what? They could not throw the ball. They could not get any real separation. They, they couldn't do anything against this Chargers team. We just saw them get beat up with the more physical team in uh, San Francisco. Then the Chargers down off uh, defensive players, and yet somehow or another still were able to limit Uh, the damage that this offense of the Dolphins uh, should be bringing to the table. And again, outside of, and we talked about it, right? Outside of that that scoop and fumble for 57 yards from Tyreek Hill, they, you know, 10 points we're talking about against that Chargers defense. There are issues here. And the biggest issue is going to be the elements. And I think Miami is going to have problems with teams who bring physicality. You got a revenge spot for Buffalo. You got the crazy Bills Mafia up there. This is a hostile environment with, oh yeah, temperatures in the 20s and it will in all likelihood be snowing. Um, This is not a great spot for the Dolphins. Things could go from bad to worse very quickly here in the Dolphins season after uh, this game Saturday night. 
Yeah, one to watch, too, because the Miami Dolphins can win. You can sort of quell that. Ah, they can win anywhere and heading into the playoffs, or are they going to be that team that, oh, yeah, I mean, you want to hang 40 on the Bears. Good luck with that. But now we see when you're playing decent teams also yep. fighting for playoff spots, it's a little bit different of a story. Flip it over to Sunday afternoon action. This game actually had two quarterbacks that had to be confirmed. One was Andy Dalton for the Saints. Like, yeah, hey, he's our starter, which who knows what's actually going on now with Jamie Swinston because that team is mm-hmm. dead and buried right now but still continues to run out Andy Dalton. But the bigger picture here the Atlanta Falcons saying okay we're a game back technically here of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers we're going to run Desmond Ritter let's see what he can do with a little bit of high leverage situations total listed at 42 Mm -hmm. but the New Orleans Saints are a favorite here number one how do you think Ritter's going to fare on Sunday number two is this the right move for the Atlanta Falcons to make the move off of Mariota and head to Ritter Listen, I think the argument could be made, what the hell took you so long here? Um, You know, (laughs) they had very winnable games, and I mean very winnable games uh, this year. In fact, the argument could be made, Donnie, that they should be in first place in that. They uh, ended up figuring out ways to lose games late, and it was because of their inability uh, to be able to throw the ball and to be able to score touchdowns in the red zone. So um, this team, unfortunately, should have at least two more, maybe three wins on the season, but they don't. And at this particular point, Mariota is not the answer. Why you haven't had Ritter in there getting the reps uh, at some point prior to this, I don't understand. But Arthur Smith deciding uh, with an extra week, Get the kid in there, throw the rookie in there, let's get his feet wet and see what he can do. It can't be any worse than what you got from Mariota. And I like where we're going to lead into this one. Can't get any worse. Because apparently with the Jets here saying, hey, Mike White, I don't care if you ruptured your spleen, your liver, you punctured three lungs, you have no rib cartilage left. Get out there and play some football against the Detroit Lions because we can't have Zach Wilson back here on that football field. And it's amazing how the locker room has risen up because, quite frankly, I don't know if we've seen this before, right? We love Mike White. He just lost back-to-back games. Usually it starts to turn in the locker room. It's like, Mike, you better be out there for this game against the Lions. And how about the Lions, an actual favorite on the road against the Jets? Your thoughts here on Mike White. Now, one and two as a starter, but clearly he's got the leadership in the locker room wanting him to be the quarterback moving forward. I, I'm telling you, I mean, I watched uh, I watched this kid get absolutely crushed in person. And every time you thought there's no way he's coming back from that, you know, he came right back into the game here and he did his best. I mean, it was the conditions were brutal. It wasn't like the Bills were running up and down the field either there. It was it was really tough conditions that day. Uh, his level of toughness, it, he's won the locker room. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now the question is, is he healthy enough to actually help them win? I will say, though, of both quarterbacks in that game, one has proven he can actually play outdoors. The other, yeah, can't wait to see how that works out for everyone's favorite quarterback in Detroit now. It's pretty wild. Like, we're, you know, this late into the season, but just about every game we go over, there is a question mark at quarterback that has to get clarified. It's pretty wild to talk about. One also in Pittsburgh, and maybe quite frankly in Carolina, where Sam Darnold's playing good football, at least the Carolina Panthers are winning and playing competitive football when Darnold is the starter. But we flip our eyes over the Pittsburgh Steelers here, who last week got one pass attempt out of Kenny Pickett before he left with a concussion. Then the Maserati went out there and promptly threw three interceptions, and they lost to a third-string quarterback themselves for the Baltimore Ravens. But this week, are we looking at Pittsburgh, who 
let's just say Kenny Pickett obviously is a rookie. Concussions aren't something to mess around with. Do they slow play mm-hmm. this and just let, you know, Mitchell Trubisky back out there? Because it is a lost season for the Steelers. But if they go, hey, Pickett's healthy, he advanced through the progress, and on Friday he's eligible to start, and he will start Sunday. Right move for them if Pickett is ready, or hey, let the kids sit out a week or two here to clear his cobwebs. Yeah, no, they. Um, that's not how they roll in Pittsburgh. I would be shocked if uh, if he's not ready to go, but <clears throat> I don't think they're going to push the envelope one way or the other, but it, I think if there's any question uh, that he is able to go, he will try to get out there for this team. The biggest problem with the Steelers ain't, uh, it ain't Pickett, it ain't the quarterback. It's the fact that they can't win low-scoring games. They lost to the Patriots and the Jets in low-scoring games. Why? Well, turnovers was part of it, but the other big part of it was the defense and the penalties just very undisciplined here. And the reason they lost a game against the Ravens in a low-scoring game, third-string uh, quarterback or not, is that defense can't get off the field. It's not what we've known Steeler football to be in the past, uh, and it's a big issue heading into this uh, this game as well. Hopefully, they'll have their future at quarterback under center, but that defense and the undisciplined penalties, that's got to change. Yeah, the future quarterback, cloudy quarterback situations. How about Monday night football? Maybe billed as the last stand in Lambeau. That's Baker Mayfield of the Rams. Yes, the Rams taking on Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. Now, Aaron Rodgers has stated, I want to play football as long as we're technically in it, which they are. A loss, obviously, to Mm -hmm. the Rams would eliminate them. We'll see if Rodgers just says, hey, you know what? Let me get some of these surgeries and come back stronger in 2023. But Baker Mayfield is intriguing because he doesn't have much to work with, but Put out a victory last time we saw him. Both of these quarterbacks, number one, does Mayfield stick around with the Rams next year as a backup or move on? And number two, is this the last game we see Aaron Rodgers for 2022? Yeah, this could very well be it, though. Although, unless he wins it, I think they do have a good shot of actually winning this one in Lambeau. Um, the inevitable will be pushed out a little bit here. But at some point... Over these next couple of weeks, we will no longer be seeing Aaron Rodgers under center. It'll be the love era. It, it'll be coming soon enough. Oh, maybe there we go. Right Even there, the quarterback carousel. Yeah, you get on. Joe, why don't you same. get on the carousel this weekend, huh? Grab a ticket, get on there, have some fun, lay some bets out oh, here, absolutely. because I know even next week absolutely. we might be able to do this. And since you came on a day earlier, we had to delay the game show to get even more prizes for next Wednesday as they load up on where some of these lines will end up. But as always, a pro out there like any other pro, Joe Ranieri saying, you know what? It's not Wednesday, it's Tuesday. I'm still coming on for the people here to have some fun. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, final segment of the day right here for the early line on the SportsGrid Network Series XM Channel 159. Today, Joe Ranieri, me, Donnie Wrightside, carrying us through from 7 to 9 a.m., setting the table for the rest of your SportsGrid day before handing it over to the morning after and Ben Stevens. Now, we covered a lot of topics today. NBA action tonight, the quarterback carousel in the NFL has been absolutely off the charts, particularly for this weekend alone. The MVP award, is it going to be Jalen Hurts? Is it Patrick Mahomes, or can Joe Burrow with that plus 750 ticket here at the FanDuel Sportsbook come through? 
but it's time to talk a little college football and not actually on the field, but what's going on off the field. It's prime time in Colorado. Listen up. Deion Sanders to the Colorado Buffaloes and the Pac-12. You say to yourself, like, ah, the Pac-12 is going to be failing here. They're going to be losing UCLA and USC to the Big Ten. Rightfully so. But if you notice what's going on out there in Colorado, particularly in Boulder with Deion Sanders, now the head coach for the University of Colorado, it's been sensational. And sometimes you don't look at all that much. Jackson State, what it did there, complete rebuild and turnaround in just a few short years, had that entire state and city and university believing in him. It's already taking place in Colorado. If you're noticing anything behind the scenes, they do everything on social media, which is absolutely genius. And maybe the wave of the future in college football, where everything is usually shrouded in secrecy and you just hear the coaches talk and, you know, get away from my team, nobody speaks. Dion puts every single thing he does on social media, whether it's going to get something to eat, hanging out in the coaches' offices, entertaining recruits, or just going to a college basketball game on campus and getting a rousing standing ovation and being paraded around like he is a conquering hero, which it looks like he already is. This is the way to do it in college football. Put everything out there, be brash, but also back it up at the same time. You're telling me Deion Sanders coming into your living room as a young cornerback looking for a university, he can't sell you on that? Nonsense here. This is the new wave of college football, and Deion Sanders is at the forefront. Watch out, college. 